What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another FRS Hoops Anchor alongside Jamie Eisner and Alex Cloje. And Jay, Eastern Conference Finals Game 7 just wrapped up. And after the home team had won each of the first six games, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers who broke the trend. 87-79, LeBron James punches yet another ticket to the NBA Finals. Surprise, surprise, LeBron is back in the Finals for the eighth. That's right, one, two, three, not one, not two, no, not three. he did consecutive NBA Finals. And look, th- this game in total was, for the first three-plus quarters. I would say the first, what, 40 minutes? It was an absolute dumpster fire. Uh, now, they tried to make it up in the fourth quarter, a little bit of a back and forth there. I, look, I... I I think we have to talk about this from two different angles because I, I don't want to take anything away from Cleveland, so let's get to them second here to give them the credit they are due. We need to talk about the absolute choke job that Boston did, and it's not in late in the game. You Normally you think about a team blowing a game, you think about having a brutal second half. Choking down the stretch. Their choking was not putting their foot down on the Cavaliers' throat in that second quarter when they had a chance. They were up 12 in the second quarter. And then they started missing a ton of shots. They let Cleveland slowly get back in the game. Cleveland's only down four at the half, which, again, I said halftime was a win for them because as the Cavaliers could probably not have had a worse first half if they go to the locker room only down four. That's a confidence boost, and they made them pay. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics a young team, obviously, and that was kind of the narrative for the first, you know, two-and-a-half series and how the guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier had pretty much thrived in the spotlight and shown that the that no moment was really too big for them. But at the same time, too, Terry Rozier had a dreadful game. I mean, brutal, was, brutal for him. Obviously, nobody on that team Four could. points went 0 for 10. 0 for 10 from long range. And at least half of those opportunities, we watched every single shot. We didn't miss a second. They were game. not close. They were not close, and they were not, not contested. Tested, exactly. And it was, a, it was a brutal game for him. Jason Tatum looked ready for primetime. He deserves all the praise in the world. We, we just wrapped up listening to a bunch of the post-game press conferences. LeBron James had great things to say about Jason Tatum. Brad Stevens had great things to say. Ty Lue had great things to say. Deserves a ton of praise. He's had a hell of a season. Al Horford was really strong in that game. Now, he, was, he got shut down a little bit when Tristan Thompson was in the game, as, we, as we've seen happen before. But those two were not the problem. It was pretty it, much everybody else. It's got to be tough, too, to be a Celtics fan and to see this team so young, to be playing without Kyrie, to be playing without Gordon Hayward, to be this far, to have LeBron James on the ropes, and yet to see it all kind of just slip through their hands in, at home where they hadn't lost. And... It sucks because this team is so young and you think, hey, we're kind of playing with house money here. We don't have our two best players. We're probably deeper in the postseason than anybody else around the NBA community thought they were. And yet, to see it go down in that fashion has to be a little bit gut-wrenching because... They had the opportunity. I think that's the disappointing part of them. It's a missed opportunity. And that's what I wrote for FRSHoops.com was the Celtics have nobody to blame but themselves for the way that this game turned out. They have nobody to blame but themselves for not getting back to the NBA Finals for the first time in about 10 years since the Big Three era. This is on them because they had that opportunity. They had a really good start in the first quarter. They were they were clicking on, I wouldn't say all cylinders, but they were clicking enough to get a double-digit lead on Cleveland. And then we started to see them just kind of settle for these off-balance or contested three-point shots that were not falling for really anybody at any point in the night. Long shots from just inside the arc, and by the end of it, they, they got they got really, really cold. And even in a mediocre Cavs offense, which which again that's all they were in the first half, was able to get in it enough to give themselves within striking distance. And in the second and in the third quarter, they were just clearly the better team. Yeah, you talk about the second quarter woes being up by twelve. I mean, there were numerous times where the Celtics just kind of had to string together a few buckets, make a few stops, and 
really the Cavs couldn't answer for the first few runs. Um, they couldn't get back into the game. They couldn't hit a three to save their lives. Anybody not named LeBron, uh, I think they started 0 for 10 from the field. The first three didn't come yeah, until the 11th yeah, attempt from yeah, J.R. Smith. Yeah, at one point it was like 1 for 12, I believe. And I think I think Boston just realized that you can only get away with not putting your foot down on the pedal. Um, and then sure enough, the Cavs' four-point deficit turned into a lead, and they pretty much closed it out. But you look at the Celtics team, obviously a good season considering the circumstances, not being able to play with the two stars. Sure. But, you know, it's still can, a missed opportunity. Can, it's still like, like yes, but, there, there is the built-in, you know, there is the, the narrative, and again, and it's it's correct in some sense, the sense that this was all gravy at this point for Boston. They weren't supposed to get this far, but the but problem they, is, is they did. And once you do, and you had the opportunity, you were through the first 15, 16 minutes of this game the better basketball team. Once you get to that point, it doesn't matter that this was all gravy. It doesn't matter that, you know, man, you had a heck of a season without Kyrie without Kyrie for the playoffs and without Gordon for basically all but five minutes of the whole season. It doesn't matter at that point. You were the team that at that point deserved to go to the NBA Finals, and you let it get away from you. That is still disappointing no matter how bright their future is. Yeah, you almost, uh, you'd almost rather just see a first-round exit than to get this far and kind uh, of come up short. That, I know that, but... but I, mean, it, 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 I mean, it goes and, back to the LeBron argument. You're better off losing <laughs> in the Finals or losing in the first round. I mean, in terms, I guess, of dealing with losses, it probably would have been a little less painful to uh, see just losing the first round like everybody expected you to uh, and not go to... A game seven against LeBron at home and have a double-digit lead and just let it slip. Both things can be true. Like yes, it is true their future is very bright. It's true that this was all gravy, but it's also true that that this was a game you you should have won. That you did. You should have won this basketball game and you didn't. And again, this is a learning opportunity for your young players. Your Jalen Browns went two for twelve from three. I mean, not a great game. Like it wasn't a great game from really anybody uh, except for Tatum and Horford. And so this is a learning opportunity for all of your young players. It's a learning opportunity for Brad Stevens as well. It's a learning opportunity for what you're going to do going forward. And yes, that is when, when, when Celtics fans and their heads hit the pillow tonight, that is what they can dream about. Because that is a tangible item that, again, unless LeBron goes to the 76ers in free agency, they will be the favorites in the Eastern Conference and probably everybody's picked to go to the finals next year. However, <laughs> it doesn't change the fact that you should have been in the finals this year. And then you're not. Yeah. Celtics are going to be a good team for a while, obviously, with their young core. And let's talk about the Cavs a little bit, Jamie. Yes. Uh, we, we've ripped on the Celtics enough for scoring 79 points at home in a decisive Game 7 against LeBron James, in which they had a chance to go to the NBA Finals. But they didn't um, because uh, the NBA in 2018 and stuff like that happens. Uh, LeBron, 35-15-9. and nine. Strong performance from LeBron. Didn't quite hit that... Uh, didn't quite hit the over that everybody was talking. Was thirty eight? Was that for was those, that what the book said? For those of points? you wagering uh, in the sports books and casinos, uh, fifty seven and a half was LeBron's points assist pl- points plus assist plus rebounds. Didn't hit that. He didn't hit his point total of thirty eight and a half. Um, it looked early on as if he was going to get no help, even even though he well he didn't for like the first. Ten minutes of that game, uh, like. if not more. Um, There's only, he only like one other bucket made, I think, early in the, fir- the first half of the first quarter. Yeah, um, he freed up some space for guys like George Hill and, and Kyle Korver and Jr. And, and they didn't take he, advantage early. I mean, Kyle. Korver no, no. Missed, I've never seen Kyle Korver miss three open threes like I saw in, in the first half of this game. And it was the same thing. I mean, you look at three points total. You look at this box score and you say, "Wow, what a defensive battle!" It was not a defensive. No, this it was, was a this poor was, this offensive. Was, this, this was, as you put it, forty minutes of bad basketball. 
basketball in eight minutes of, hey, this is pretty fun. This I, I that's, that's what this was. To be fair, we've had some bad basketball games, some bad, bad basketball games in which there's just blowouts and it's bad basketball. This was at least an this, entertaining bad basketball of, hey, this is a three-point game either way. No team well, could just hit a shot. It was a close game, I would say, more than an entertaining game. I there think it, it was so It was woefully inefficient. This was not a good game for fundamentals. It was bad. Um, I'm trying to find the final the final total here because like it, the, the, the shots from three were appalling. I know Boston went six of 37. Yeah, they went six. I'm trying to see where... I'm trying to find it. It, it. Yeah. Okay, so they went... No, Boston went seven of 39. Oh, sorry. I was off. Seven of 39. At home. And it was just game seven against LeBron James, which he had a chance to go to the finals. Which Cavs were better, but not much better. Nine of 35. So combined 16 of 74. To be fair... And well, by the way, and a lot of those opportunities were open shots. Again. LeBron had three, three passes in the first quarter. Two teammates that were wide open for three, and all three of them were missed. Well, <laughs> it was almost a microcosm. Five of six in the first half. Five were missed. That's, yeah. It's... No, all, excuse me. All six were missed. Five were uncontested. uncontested. And there missed. you go. Well, it the... was a bad, bad basketball game that got really exciting toward the end there. And I said to you right as we got to halftime, I thought it was a big win for this for the Cavs to only be down four. I thought Boston had the opportunity up 12. I said they need to be up 15, 16, 17, even 20 at half. They need that, that cushion. They went really cold for a long time. They only scored 13 points in the third quarter. It's gross. I mean, they made the Rockets' third quarter look good. That's that's and that's tough to do. I I told you that this was a game of who wants it less more than who wants it more. Um, Celtics wanted um, less. It looked like, and, it, and and again, I don't think it was a bad effort. I just meant in terms of execution. I was going to say the cap the nobody, capitalizing was nobody uh, quit. Like nobody quit in this game. I don't feel like anybody was on Boston was like they didn't care. They just the execution no, there was, was abysmal. There was a lot of energy on both sides. Um, Good on the Cavs. I mean, this is a this was a Boston team who didn't let any opponent do anything in their home building. Yeah. And all it took was a couple couple misses, um, letting the Cavs get back in. And before you know it, um, Cleveland comes away with a win. And now they'll play the winner of Houston Golden State, which plays tomorrow. Um, you know, sneak peek of what's to come. Uh, Cleveland, obviously, you and I talked about this a little bit before, would probably like to see Houston more than they like to see Golden State, although they are going to be outmatched. Um, whoever, comes out, team yeah, whoever comes out of the West is the more talented basketball team, period. Now, that doesn't account. I have more faith that Golden State, as a team, despite what we, we saw, like in Game 5, for example, has the ability to avoid the letdown. I don't know if Houston has that ability yet. I watched Houston just completely give a game away last night and I look at that team even if they come back and win game 7 I think if, if you look at the two teams of Houston that's still in the back of your mind who's more likely to blow it <laughs> Houston and I know Golden State's got the, well they, you know, they were up 3-1 on LeBron and the, I, I get it but, let, but let's really let's look at these two let's teams, look at the like, teams who is more likely to blow a 7 game series to an inferior team which is I'm sorry that's what the Cavaliers are they're an inferior team it's still Houston I agree I think if you're the Cavaliers you are undoubtedly Rooting for Houston tomorrow night in the Toyota Center. Um, would you want to see a four a four peat of Warriors, Cavs, or do you want to see a little changing of guard? Um, part of me says I. It's not so much that I want to see the same matchup. I just think that the Golden State Warriors are a compelling storyline. Sure. I think there's a, and I think the storylines of doing Warriors Cavs Part Four with the type of personalities that you have on on the Golden State side versus the this is LeBron's likely swan song in Cleveland because mm-hmm. I think he is leaving and I don't think he's coming back ever. 
Um, I think he's going to finish his career elsewhere, and that might be multiple elsewhere, sure. but elsewhere. He's got he's got at least, he's got at least one championship for Cleveland already. He's got an opportunity to win number two. He's he's done his part. Uh, I just saw his post game stage with Dan Gilbert. He still hates Dan Gilbert. It's guts. <laughs> but part of me likes to see the fresh matchup. I just I just I feel like if Houston gets in, we're going to be talking about them choking things away. We're going Can to be- they avoid doing that? And I don't I don't find that storyline compelling to me. I, I'd rather have the big powerhouse Golden State team that's clicking on all cylinders, I would assume, especially if they come back and win two straight games against Houston, versus LeBron and his swan song Cleveland. I think that's a more compelling storyline for me. Either way, I think we're going to hear a ton of narratives. Of, oh, of course. Whichever team wins, obviously facing LeBron. A team like Houston that... Got Chris Paul in the offseason. Obviously, we don't know his state. He's officially questionable. Official, officially questionable for Game 7, I would imagine. Officially. I would imagine he plays. If he has any ability to play whatsoever, he will play. He may not play 30 minutes, but he, I think he's going to play. Well, we either get a new team in the Western Conference Finals or we get a LeBron v. Warriors Part 4. So with that, we will see you guys tomorrow previewing and doing post-game for Warriors. Rockets, keep it at FRS Hoops.